Welcome. You're listening to audio from Haddington Elam Church. We hope that you're encouraged and challenged by this week's message. Today I want to talk to you about the idea of finishing well. My sermon title is called Finish Well. Let us pray. God, we just come before you. At the sound of my voice, I just pray that you would just teach us by your Holy Spirit as we open up your word. I pray that our that our minds are, are teachable, that our hearts are open. God, that we will listen and obey what your word says. I pray that we're encouraged, we're strengthened, that we're rebuked if need be by your word. God, I just pray that you will continue to guide us and lead us as you are the good shepherd. Amen. So this sermon came to me as I was watching American football highlights. If you don't know, I love American football. My team, my club, my, my team that I root for is the six-time world champion, Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, yeah. So in American football, the field length is 100 yards from goal to goal. You can go 99 yards, but if you fail to make that last yard and you become unable or are unable to score, you can lose the game. There are many tales of teams that have the moniker that they can't finish. What a title to have. It is a badge of disgrace to be known as the team that can't finish or the coach who chokes in the big game. Reputations like that have ruined many careers. In life as well as sport, finishing is really important. Anybody can start things, but to see them through to the end is something different. Great is the art of beginning, but greater the art of ending. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow Winners finish. There are many times in sport where an athlete started to celebrate their victory early and lost the race. I have watched videos of boxers who are showboating and challenging their opponent to hit them. They drop their guard and in their arrogance, they put their hands to their side and kind of stick their chin out, just hoping that their opponent will hit them. And, but with that pride and arrogance, they get surprised with an uppercut and get knocked out. I've watched some runners give up right before crossing the finish line. They begin to celebrate. They begin to slow up. But here's number two, and they don't see them coming. And they have victory vanish right before their eyes as number two passes them and takes the prize. Today, we're looking at Paul's charge to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4. Paul is nearing the end of his life, and he's going to be passing on the baton and is encouraging Timothy to finish well. Paul gives the same charge to us today. Friend, I want you to finish well. I want to encourage you to finish well, to make it all the way and not be disqualified. Finish, by definition, means to bring something to an end or to completion. To complete, as in to finish a novel, to come to the end of a course, 
a period of time or etc as in like to finish school so it's completion it's bringing things to the end so if you have your bible if you have your tablet your phone however you access the word of god i would would encourage you to open your bibles your tablets uh, your phones to second timothy chapter 4 I'm going to begin reading in verse 1. I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. So charge number one, that Paul gives to Timothy, but he also gives to us. Charge number one, preach the word. Jesus is the word. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Paul said, I preached Christ and him crucified. We live in a day where there is little preaching of the word in many churches, sad to say. There are feel-good pep talks, but few sermons on heaven hell, or repentance. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing as far as division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Paul urges Timothy to reprove, rebuke, exhort the church with the word. The word is very important. Friends, we need to be charged to preach the word and to be ready in season and out of season. Continuing on verse 3, and this is why he exhorts him to preach the word. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but wanting to have their ears tickled they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance to their own desires and will turn away their ears from the truth and will turn aside to myths. In the Old Testament, there were those who were called soothsayers. They used divination or magic to foresee the future. And they only seemed to say soothing things. Everything's going to be okay. In stark contrast to the prophets who often sounded the alarm of certain destruction, they would give the warning call. They would would be like a siren, like a fire alarm or an ambulance. They would say, we need to change course. We need to, to listen to God and repent. But the evil kings would put soothsayers in their inner circles to always reassure them that everything was going to be fine where the prophets of God stood boldly, declaring the true words of God. They were very unpopular. Most were killed. May we stick to the truth. We need the true word of God to navigate this dangerous world that we live in. Continuing verse 5. But you, be sober in all things, endure hardship, Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. So Paul's charge to Timothy 
and to us. Charge number two, be sober, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. This thought is also reflected in Acts chapter 20, verse 24. But I do not consider my life of any account as dear to myself so that I may finish my course and the ministry which I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify solemnly of the gospel of the grace of God. One thing that we should have, and it is not easy, but one thing that we should have is faithfulness, a staying at the task attitude. We can get weary and we certainly need to refresh ourselves and to take safeguards against burnout. This is a real danger. Many have underestimated the idea of burnout and it has derailed many Christians. We need to learn to rely solely on God. Our strength wears out. If we grow weary when we walk with footmen, what will happen when we run with horses? Let us live with eternity in mind. That is our final stop. We need to live in such a way as to keep our eyes heavenward. If the word quit is part of your vocabulary, then the word finish is likely not. BG Jet. Continuing on verse 6. And again, I want us to think of this in that Paul is nearing the end of his life. And these are really important words that he's saying, that he's charging Timothy. He's looking at that next generation who's going to carry this gospel forward. And Paul knows that his time is getting short and he has an urgency. And I want us to think of it like that. And he says this, verse 6, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. After the sacrificial lamb had been placed on the altar, and just before the fire was lit, the priest poured on it about a liter of wine. It was the final sacrifice poured out on top of the existing sacrifice, and this was how Paul was viewing his own death. His whole life had been a living sacrifice presented to God. And now his death would be the drink offering poured on top of that. This means that to finish well, you need to view all of your life as an act of sacrificial worship to God. Paul puts it like this in Romans 12.1. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, I urge you, encourage you, I, I implore you, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Friends, we will all face a time of departure. While we're here, let us be a living sacrifice to our God. And continuing on, and this is like the key verse for us, verse 7. Paul says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. Charge number three to Timothy, to us, fight the fight. Keep the faith. Finish the race. Paul is nearing the end of his life, and he's reflecting back on his journey. Although there were many hardships and trials, he could say that he fought the fight and kept the faith. 
There are many who fight the good fight, but who lose faith along the way. There are some who find faith, but don't have any fight. Some get off course and can't navigate anymore. But we need to keep all three. Paul found himself alone often and discouraged. He had had some sleepless nights for sure. Through it all, he was strengthened and encouraged by God. He continued in the fight and he stayed on course. And these are just a few of some of the things that Paul endured. Shipwrecks, stonings, beatings, snake bites, plots, schemes to take his life, and being left for dead did not stop this apostle. He said that he had learned the secret to contentment and he would press forward in the face of many dangers. But through all of the problems and trials, Paul had stayed in the race. He could say, I have done what God has called me to do. To be able to join Paul in saying that at the end of our lives, we must be able to make his three statements in verse 7. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith No one has a problem with the first mile of a journey. Even an infant could do fine for a while, but it isn't the start that matters. It's the finish line. Julian Smith. Going on to verse 8. So Paul is looking at the past, at some of his journey. He's looking at the present, and he understands the, the gravity of his situation. But verse 8, now he begins to look forward. He says in verse 8, In the future there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Paul looked forward to meeting the Lord. He trusted in God alone, the true righteous judge, to set everything right and reward his faithful servants. Paul had done nothing wrong and was arrested and spent the last parts of his years in prison. But he trusted the righteous judge that God would set everything right and God rewards his faithful servants. Paul would say in Philippians 1.6, For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. And it goes like this in the Amplified. And I am convinced and sure of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will continue until the day of Jesus Christ, right up into the time of his return, developing that good work and perfecting and bringing it to full completion in you. We know that God is faithful and will continue to work in our lives to the very end. Finishing well, finishing well matters. Jesus said this, Luke 14, 28, For which one of you, when he wants to build a tower, does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, All who observe it will begin to ridicule him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Starting strong is good, 
Finishing strong is epic. Robin Sharma. So let's face it, starting well is relatively easy. I've started some projects over the years, whether making a plastic model or some things. You can start things relatively easy, but finishing well is a different matter. Sometimes I've put things together and I have a few nuts and bolts or screws left over, and uh, finishing well is a different matter. Starting that new diet or exercise program can be fun, but sticking to it over the long haul is the real test. Getting married is exciting and, in a sense, relatively easy. Staying married through the struggles and trials is not always an easy matter. The same could be said of the Christian life. Becoming a Christian, in a way, is relatively easy. You admit that you are a sinner and receive by faith the free gift of eternal life that Christ has provided by his blood. You cannot work for salvation. You can't earn it. God gives it freely to all who trust in Christ alone. But then comes the hard part. Hanging in there as a Christian in a world that is hostile towards God and his people. I call it hostile to the gospel. The real test of your faith is, will you endure? Can you endure? Genuine faith in Christ perseveres to the finish line. Friends, let us persevere. I'm not saying it's easy. In fact, it can be the hardest thing that you ever do. The Christian life has been described like a marathon and not a sprint. It's not just a dash. We need perseverance to finish. At times, if we're honest, we can feel like giving up. Some miles in our race, we feel alone without anyone running alongside us. We all need a friend who encourages us to keep us going. And we find in the Bible that the Apostle Paul was that kind of man. Timothy begins to lose some steam and Paul jogs back to where Timothy was and seems to to encourage and come alongside him and he encourages him to keep running. He might say something like one foot in front of the other, one step at a time, making progress, pressing onward, moving forward. In 1952, young Florence Chadwick stepped into the waters of the Pacific Ocean off Catalina Island, determined to swim to the shore of mainland California. She'd already been the first woman to swim the English Channel both ways. The weather was foggy and chilly. She could hardly see the boats accompanying her. Still, she swam for 15 hours. When she begged to be taken out of the water along the way, her mother, in a boat alongside, told her that she was close and that she could make it. Finally, physically and emotionally exhausted, she stopped swimming and was pulled out. It wasn't until she was on the boat that she discovered the shore was less than half a mile away. At a news conference the next day, she said, All I could see was the fog. I think if I could have seen the shore, I would have made it. Friends, let us keep the end. Let us see the end. Let us keep our eternal home in mind. We all need a Paul or a Barnabas in our life to keep encouraging us and pressing us onward. 
We all know those who began the Christian life with excitement and enthusiasm. Some even went into full-time ministry. But when trials and disappointments came, they dropped out. Maybe as they were overcome by the fog, like that story I just read, they quit. Sometimes we need to take a break from serving to be refreshed and renewed, but then we need to get back in the race. Of course, we should never take a break walking with God. Perhaps your circumstances seem pretty dire today. Maybe you're considering dropping out of this Christian race. But from his jail cell, the old apostle calls out to you. And he might say something like this. Don't quit. Keep going. You can finish well. Paul says, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. This same Paul didn't have a very good start. He comes on the scene in the book of Acts, known in his youth as Saul. He pursued Christians venomously, arresting them and throwing them in jail, both men and women. He assisted in the death of Stephen, who was stoned to death and became the first martyr. But following his conversion to Christ, he lived a consistent life of faith and Paul finished well. Looking back over his life, he said those words in verse seven, I have fought the good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Our Lord, when he prepared for the cross, Jesus said to the father, I have finished the work you gave me to do. And the last words that he spoke before he died, it is finished. He had demonstrated God's glory on earth in his perfect sinless life. And he has paid in full the penalty for our sins so that we might have eternal life with him in heaven. Friend, you might stumble today. We all stumble. We can be tripped up. You might regret some things in your past, but a race is still to be run and God gives to everyone the opportunity to finish well. Friend, you're not in this race alone. In fact, in Hebrews 12, it says that we have a host that are cheering us on, saying you can do it. If you feel like giving up today, I want, want to read to you their the encouragement from Hebrews chapter 12. And this is, this is in closing. Hebrews 12.1, Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And so how do we do that? Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. We have a great cloud of witnesses, saints that have gone on to glory, cheering us on, encouraging us to finish well. 
friend, I don't know upon the sound of my voice where you're at in your Christian walk. You could have just had a tremendous victory. Your walk with God, he could be the closest he's ever been. Or you can be feeling so alone and so distant or so discouraged that you may feel like giving up. But I want to pray. God, you know where everyone is upon the sound of this podcast However they're listening, I pray that you will strengthen and encourage them. I pray that as we have that cloud of witnesses urging us on, that we have the Apostle Paul, even from a jail cell, saying, finish well, charging Timothy, charging us, that we can finish well, we can make it to the end. You are faithful. You will help us to endure to the end. You are faithful. You said, even if we become faithless, you will still be faithful because you won't be false to yourself. So you who began a good work in us will be faithful to complete it. You will continue to work in our lives to bring us to to completion. May we have our eyes heavenward. May we look to Jesus, the author, the perfecter, the finisher of our faith. You will finish what you've begun in us. God, I praise you. I give you glory. And I pray for each one, anyone, God, that is that is discouraged or depressed or just feeling alone, I pray that as we reflect over these words, your words from the scripture that are alive and active, that they will come alive in our lives and encourage us. And God, even if it's taking one more step forward till we have more strength to take another step, I pray that you strengthen and encourage us by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. Please tune in next week for another inspirational message. If you're in the East Lothian area, visit us online at haddingtonelamchurch.com for information about how you can join us for our weekly Sunday services.